Hey everyone, if you're listening to this, chances are that it's probably 2024. If not, congratulations. You live in one of the four time zones that haven't hit the new year, and you're listening right after the release. At any rate, the holidays were super busy for the cast this year, and we got a little behind, so we're pulling something out of the vault. We recorded this one back in April 2022 with the cast of Uncharted North. When we planned on originally releasing this, some technical difficulties presented themselves, making a clean reproduction not possible at the time. But with some updated tech and a little bit of magic, I was able to salvage these recordings in order to bring them to you. For the next three weeks, you'll be listening to me GM Headshot the Rot, a one-shot that takes place in Alkenstar. Along with me from our show will be Micah, and we were able to snag Freeman Eiston, Duncan Forbes, and Scott Barber, all from Uncharted North. If you haven't listened to them, go do it. They're pretty great. Now, let's get into it, shall we? Everybody, it's time for a special Canadian edition of uh, Roll for Intent. We got a bunch of cool guys here that uh, you might not have heard on Mark Channel before, uh, but uh, got the guys from Roll for Intent. No, not Roll for Intent. Uncharted North. <laughs> well, we got we got one guy from Roll for Intent here, and uh, otherwise we just got the greatest group of guys a guy could ask for. Oh, how's it going, eh? Well, howdy, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> going out for a rip, eh, there, bud? Yeah, we're going go for a rip here, and it's one shot. Be great. I swear Micah put me up to it. <laughs> uh, it he was absolutely dead. An okay pastiche, yeah. It was a good bit. It was a bit. Anyway, guys. Yeah, uh, season five of Fargo is casting. I mean, Perfect. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. It was season five of Fargo. That's oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's oh, actually yeah. what we're doing here tonight is the season five. <laughs> oh that's why you asked me to bring the wood chipper that's exactly why mm-hmm, mm-hmm. freeman get ready uh, i'm ready i'm ready i got my winter coat on so beyond all that hey guys i'm trevor the gm for a role for intent i got with me uh my side chick micah i say that because he's a bird <laughs> um that's but me. if if you're listening on the role for intent channel you know me you know micah if you're listening on uncharted north uh, I'm the GM for a competing podcast, but we're not really competing, are we? We can all yeah. rise and fail together. We're on our own merits, and we love these guys down at uh, Uncharted North. Or this is an elaborate trip. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow he's going to kill us through this in real life. So I'm going to introduce these guys from Uncharted North, and I'm sure they'll want to introduce us back. I don't know how we're going to do this. This is weird. But we've been wanting to do this for a while. It's do a little bit of a collab. Give Freeman a chance to play. It's been a hot minute. What is um, this, a crossover episode? It's <laughs> exactly what it is. So first of all, the GM and showrunner for Uncharted North, Mr. Freeman Eiston. Hello, how everyone. Uh, how you, how you doing? Uh, thanks for coming out. Here, I'm here all week. Uh, I, I think we're only playing a couple episodes. Oh, okay. Well, I'm here for periodic snippets of a couple of weeks. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Does that work? <laughs> I like it. Should I tell more about myself? I have Do brown, brown hair. It. I have brown hair and brown eyes and a brown beard. And my shirt looks brown on camera. He's right sepia, now. guys. He's yeah. just sepia. <laughs> yeah. Freeman, where do you, 
Where in Canada do you live? Uh, so I live on the East Coast. Uh, or sorry, the West Coast. I'm from the East Coast. I was going to say, so. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. It's, God, you're already falling apart. Come yeah, on. A great is this as high you're going to be tonight? I'm going to have to cancel drinking. this whole yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I live on the West Coast in Vancouver, uh, and I'm from the East Coast of Canada. And that doesn't mean a whole lot to, uh, to the average. That's Toronto, uh, right? Nuts, no, not Toronto. <laughs> shut up. No, no, shut up. At least you said it right. It's not Toronto. Toronto. So is, um, it, is, that, is that close to Windsor? Like, <laughs> what, what is that? Uh, yeah, the, um, uh, the old never thought of uh, possible arsehole of Canada is the East Coast. Uh, but it's actually the East Coast of Canada is famous within Canada for being the friendliest, most hospitable part of Canada. And what's your uh, excuse? Uh, my excuse is that I've been on the West Coast for a few years. Okay. <laughs> They've worn I've been me on down. the West Coast my whole life, and you're a real son of a bitch here, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, that was that was Scott. <laughs> yeah, let's move on to Scott, shall we? <laughs> Scott Barber. Scott, tell us a bit about yourself. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, I live in North Vancouver, which is just across the pond from Freeman. Indeed. It's also where all the hipsters hang out. That's true. And I am a player on the Uncharted North network. Not a good one, but just one. <laughs> just saw yourself short. You're one of the top four. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, their show has three characters, just so we're clear, everyone. I think our pets that you can hear in the background are probably better characters yeah. than I am. So. James has some pretty good guinea pigs, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and finally, Mr. Duncan Forbes. Who is on the East Coast? He actually yes. is. Uh, thank you for calling my domicile the asshole of Canada. I appreciate that. <laughs> I said that. possible arsehole is what I said. Uh, possible arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm in a time zone that none of you people know exists, which is an hour ahead of the Eastern Standard Time. What um, the fuck? Yeah. Which, yeah, it may, makes things a lot of fun for dealing with West Coast people. Uh, just glad to be here. It's called it's Atlantic too- Standard Time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, you, you share that with, like, Greenland and, uh, like, the east coast of Cuba? Or, like, what the fuck is that? I think we share it with parts of Brazil and Newfoundland's, like, no, we don't even want to fuck with that. So, we're going, like, 30 minutes ahead. They literally have a half, yeah. Newfoundland has another half hour extra. So, Canada goes an hour and a half further than the U.S. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> fucked up. That's too much. That's how, that's how broad we are. Yeah, like I'm on the border of Maine and it's like, (laughs) it's just wonky how much different there is in like daylight between Maine on the east and me on the west. It's great. (laughs) Crazy. Well, I'm Trevor and I'm going to be your GM tonight. I am a, uh, I'm I'm out of Houston, Texas. So yeehaw, howdy partner, bang, bang, shoot, shoot, bang, barbecue. (laughs) <laughs> and uh and uh yeah for their channel i'm micah i play solace and roll for intent i live in uh i live in detroit michigan so just across the pond from these guys uh north of canada honestly let's technically it's north of canada yeah. <laughs> technically yeah 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 <laughs> that's awesome yeah you can have windsor if you guys want it oh though. man take uh, it yeah annex windsor we would, please we would take it it's 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 the better detroit honestly <laughs> windsor's a better detroit that's Oof. South Detroit, right? Yeah, yeah. South Detroit. That's it's better than North Detroit. So, guys, you want to play something? What What are we doing tonight? I'm up anybody for have anything. a plan? What do you want to do? Let's fuck around and find out. All right, let's go. Well, guys, we're going to play a one shot. Uh, hopefully, it only takes two episodes. It might take three. We'll see. 
Uh, we're doing uh, from Paizo Publishing a level three one shot called Headshot the Rock. It is interesting. I'm not going to say too much about it. I will say we're using a variant rule that I'm also not going to spoiler until it happens because it might not happen because these guys might just really suck at rolling. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I do. Duncan does, if you're yeah. familiar with our channel, yeah. yeah. This is known. <laughs> I'm going to be relying on atmospheric random generation, so this is, this is going to be iffy. Uh, I, just like Micah, I'm, I'm going to lean on my horoscope. Oh, magic. Yeah. I yeah. see. Yep, yep. Uh, I'm, I'm an asparagus. Like, we're going <laughs> to... Just going to rely on that. Really? My oh, sign man, is I'm an <laughs> Well, if you guys are comfortable with this, I was just going to pick what numbers I roll, just oh, if you're cool. Okay. Hmm. Oh, so so just like our show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of new, nominative determinism, yeah. but that's numerical determinism. Yeah. It's an avant-garde style of play. <laughs> I'm just going to pull random numbers from a hat. It's not cheating until you get caught. I actually have a deck of cards here that I can just pull numbers and it'll give me D20s or D6s or D12s or whatever. <laughs> nice. They're pretty rad, actually. <laughs> hey there, podcast listeners. It's your GM, Trevor, here. It's been a bit since I did one of these, but I figured with 2023 coming to a close, it's probably time. Whether you've been here since day one, you binged our whole collection in a week, or if this is your first time you've downloaded an episode, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, it's been a while since I've asked y'all for anything, but it being Christmas and all, we do have one thing you could do for us that would mean the world. Take two minutes and jump into your podcast app of choice and leave us a review. Stars are fine. Words are amazing. That is the number one way for us to reach more people. If only 5% of you dropped a review on iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever, we would reach so many more people. If you haven't done so yet, drop on by the Discord, wolferintent.com slash Discord. Now, let's get back to the show. I'm going to set the stage, guys. We are in a little town called Alkenstone. Backstage at the Aldivar Theater Company, it's alive with activity. The chorus puts finishing touches on their costumes, painted a garish white and green. To represent the spirits of the departed, they take their places on stage behind the curtain. Din of the crowd rings in their ears. It's the opening night of the most anticipated play in over a decade. The acclaimed playwright Melda Aldthistle chosen this modest location as the premiere of a work said to be over seven years in the making. Nary a hint about the production leaking to the usual suspects of the art world. Melda had kept a tight lid on the play since its inception. and Not even her husband Harvin could ply her for details. The cast had only received final drafts of the script a week prior, having rehearsed with stand-in dialogue pieced together from Melda's other works. Melda is whirling through backstage, making final adjustments, pinning a costume here, touching up makeup there, adjusting one of the set's headstones. She's a wonderkind, playwright, director, actress. She can do it all, though she seldom does anymore. This one, however, special. She's back in rare form, starring as the titular Lady of Graves, albeit in a more contemporary fashion. The stage manager yells above the murmur of the crowd, just loud enough to be heard by the cast. Two minutes to Carton. It was now or never. Seven years of planning, 
of research, of practice, of pain, of passion, of torment. All for tonight. The night that would change the world. Melda searches her jacket pocket, rummaging around until producing a glass holy symbol of her goddess, Phrasma. It's clockwise spiral mimicking the endless cycle of life and death. She ducks into a dressing room and casts the trinket to the ground, following with a vicious stomp, shattering it into a dozen pieces. Drawing a grease pen from another pocket, she quickly makes her way to a mirror, tracing a small, orange, four-pointed star in the center of her forehead. The die was cast, the players in their places. There was nothing left that could stop the premiere of The First Sin of Phrasma. Oh boy! Uh, is anyone who Phrasma is? <laughs> some got, of us must. I got, I got yeah. some idea. Oh, idea. <laughs> so are we going to assume that the uh, the listeners need to know who Phrasma is? If they've listened to Roll for Intent for longer than ten minutes, they will know who Phrasma <laughs> is. Yeah, I know. And and by I think you guys get a um you guys get a cleric or a war priest of Phrasma relatively early in your. Your run yes, too, we do. So. Yeah. Um, so, so we yeah, should have we some good crossover for some some of the deities that are going to be mentioned for tonight without having to go into a full discussion. Mm-hmm. But we open on our heroes in a dingy, grimy bar that's a little bit more busy tonight because of the premiere taking place just a few hundred feet away. You're in the powder keg. Or, you're in the powder horn, not the powder keg. You're in the powder <laughs> horn. About to be in a powder keg. Know what I'm saying? Hey, yo. foreshadowing over here. (laughs) The heat. There's murmurs of excitement bouncing off the walls. Uh, Everybody is talking about the play. Whether it be complaining about how busy the district is or getting ready to watch the second showing, the encore performance that's expected to take place immediately after the premiere. So let's talk about who's here. Who's sitting around this table in the corner, huddled away in this crowded tavern? Freeman, tell us about who you're playing tonight. Well, first of all, we've got uh, Mara Doc uh, Featherton. And uh, she's a wily sort, born in Absalom. She wears a a nice uh, dark, uh, fluffy uh, blouse. A bit of a bow in the front and uh, always has her trusty... Uh, side satchel across one shoulder and sitting on the opposite hip. Uh, tucked away uh, very discreetly, concealably in fact. She always has her two guns, her two pistols. One nicknamed Problem and one nicknamed Solution. But she doesn't really lean on them too much because she does ply her trade as a surgeon as she goes. And she hasn't really needed them much because of her newest companion, Booker Carr, who is a tall, intimidating man who can speak his own piece. I really like the Tom Hanks Lady Killer vibe you've chosen you like to go that? with tonight. <laughs> oh, nice reference on Tom Hanks and the Lady now Killers. That's, that's a cut. great movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Let's talk about your um your companion there, Mr. Booker Carr. Played by one Scott Barber. Well, there's Booker. Booker's a striking, strong man. They use his gun and his muscles to find work and carry out his business. He's been traveling the seas, but ran in front of some pirates. He's been running away from the ocean ever since. 
took the caravan life, protecting himself and protecting others. And now he's strung up with Doc. And Lord knows what they're going to get into next. <laughs> Let's see what them Duke boys are up to. <laughs> well, we've got two humans here, and we've got two non-humans at the table. One of them is fairly small and green-skinned. Micah, tell us about your uh, your character. So, uh, the character that I bring to the table, first name Zach, last name Zach. <laughs> he is a uh, a goblin with uh, a lot to prove and very little to lose. He comes from the the dirtiest, dankest quarter of Absalom, and uh, through grit, spit, and a whole lot of sweet talk and determination, was able to crawl his way up to the second worst corner of Absalom. He found his way into a dock, found his way into a ship, made himself just the ugliest, stupid little gun made out of spoons you ever did see. <laughs> And uh, made a name for himself. And eventually, he also made a friend. And here's that friend. Are you going to segue into that? Or should yeah, I just yeah, yeah, yeah. Go I got you. Yeah. I don't care. Whatever, go for it. Just jump on it, Duncan. <laughs> Forbes got the names right this time. <laughs> Jesus. You long, tall drink of water, you. <laughs> that friend would be one Zinderel. A sniper from Tianjia. One does not really know why a straight character would go for such a comedic one in a double act-esque kind of pairing. But she follows Zack-Zack and has a, a certain affection for that, that small little goblin with a heart full of fire. And where his fire doesn't, doesn't match up to the feats, she'll be back there shooting people in the face. <laughs> Translation, she's actually going to be doing the work while he shits talk, talk, she talks everyone. But he shoots spoons. It reminds me when I used to play uh, co-op Halo with my good friend Mitch and how he was surprisingly good at just running in, throwing grenades and making everything blow up and so I'm somehow surviving and I was just in the back like picking things off <laughs> I really yeah. I really wish that I had rights to Spoonman by Soundgarden to play <laughs> during the combats that'd be great so good and I, I, I just pulled it up because I, I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to make a point so, uh, something that made me laugh in, in the descriptions of these pre-gens uh, but in uh, in Zinderella's like uh, breakdown she basically it basically says that uh, her relationship um with Zach Zach, uh, she found surprisingly tolerable. <laughs> That's the quote. <laughs> yeah. Just yep. love it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's a regular odd, odd couple situation. Yeah. Couple. Totally. Yeah. yeah, we just hanging out uh, somehow at the same tavern here. I guess. Yeah, that, yeah. you're all at you, the yeah. same, same tavern. There's, um, I imagine that you were probably at adjacent tables, and as it packed together, you kind of just kind of made it to the same four top yeah and there's really no connection between the two groups but hopefully one actually starts hmm. if you want to rp a little bit beforehand it's relatively early in the night the show doc smacks her hand on the table saying like, you wouldn't believe when i found this big hill uh, this big hill uh, uh blumpkin uh, uh he um uh, <laughs> you might want to me a blumpkin. that word there <laughs> That's a slip of the tongue. Um. <laughs> you're, really not, you're not supposed to say that word anymore. You gotta <laughs> dial it back just a little bit. Right. 
Uh, Doc slams her hand on the table. You wouldn't believe when I first encountered this here uh, big old lug. Uh, he was uh, he was in rough shape, uh, having his uh, his caravan uh, uh, scrapped down by some local uh, uh, mercenaries or some such. Uh, uh, what, what was his name? Uh, Hoss Bugs was the guy who was ahead of that, I believe. Uh, he was he was real trouble. Um, I, st- I stitched him up real good, and uh, we've been together attached to the hip ever since. Not not by sutures, mind you. That's true. We definitely have found our way into trouble, and most of the time out of it. As he just takes a long pull from his uh, flagon of ale and just stares down at his uh, dwarven scatter gun and just gives it a little little pat. <laughs> indeed, indeed, Doc. I know what you mean. Much, uh, much the same relationship I have with here, uh, Zendaro. She wouldn't be nothing if it weren't for me. We uh, got together and uh, couldn't tell uh, the F from the stern, if you know what I mean. And Zendaro looks down at him and just says, Don't press your luck. <laughs> <laughs> A doc just cackles, <laughs> just loving it. <laughs> it's relatively early in the night, about seven o'clock, a bit before sundown. The uh, play has just started at the Aldevar Theater Company. Like I said, it's a couple hundred yards away from where you are. Maybe not quite that far. And there's an air of anticipation, both for the play, what it means for this district, for this older theater house, and the revitalization, maybe, of this area. It's fell on hard times in recent years, so there's there's a pretty joyous atmosphere here tonight. As I said, everybody's either talking about going to the play or complaining about how busy it is. But something breaks out over the din, over the over the laughter and the, the jovial atmosphere in here. A blood-curdling scream. Then another. And another. A fracas emerges outside. You hear pushing and shoving and yelling and screaming. And tumbling in through the door, a man comes clutching his neck. A large chunk had been taken out of it. He gurgles. <coughs> falls over dies there at the doorstep of the powder horn. Shortly after dying, he stands again, and stumbling in behind him are more shambling monstrosities. Somebody screams, what? Zombies! And the entire bar erupts, running away from the door towards the back, towards the stairs leading up. Only person left behind is the barmaid who grabs a stout piece of wood and jumps over the bar and yells, The doors! Clobber those blighters! Shut the doors! Or we're all doomed! And I need everyone to roll for initiative. We're not wasting any time, are we? Well, that escalated right. rather quickly. Ah, shit. <laughs> I thought you were saying she was going to grab a stout, and I'm like, well, a porter might be yeah. more fitting right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is no time for Guinness, woman. <laughs> not in that nitro slow pour. Come on, jump, jump! I tell you, through that whole that whole bit, I I, I could picture Doc just kind of like cocking an eyebrow, at the first screen, going, "Oh, there's always trouble when there's a uh, when there's a whole bunch of people gathered." And then as it escalates, like, oh, you know, she probably starts to like feel for her pistols uh, hidden away. And uh, by the time that uh, person rolls in, she probably gets her instincts probably kick in to, to like, I, I gotta help that man. He's bleeding at the neck and then boom, dead up. And she knows exactly what to do now. Right, because in Galarian, it's not normal 
Zombies don't typically rise I mean, after death. Undead are, are like known. I would I would argue, right. but like right. for them to just like all of a sudden be in the tavern, not so much. Right. <laughs> yeah. So these aren't ghasts, right? In 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 Lost Omens, ghasts. You die as a ghast, you come back as a ghast, right? Mm-hmm. Zombies, not the case. Zombies are usually raised intentionally, so it's a little so odd. So this right? is this is something very different, eh? All right. So let's talk about. Our roles, gentlemen, like like you said, I did not waste any time because this is a fairly urgent endeavor. Everything just kind of happens all at once until the end. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> Sick. One moment before we go much further there, Trevor, you're rolling those initiatives public right now. I don't care. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. You're going to see the order regardless. That's fair. Okay. Just one. That's just fine. This is, a, this is such a such a short deal. I'm not worried about you metagaming too much. Mm. There's not a whole lot to metagame here. It's zombies. <laughs> it's zombies. <laughs> Got it. Mm-hmm. All right, Zombie cool. Mother's shambling, eaten brains. Gotcha. Right. Exactly. Don't overthink it. Brains. All right, let's talk about what you guys rolled. Freeman, what you get on Doc? Doc Feather 10 got a sweet, sweet 17. Beautiful. And with her sweet, sweet gunslinger way of the drifter deed into the fray, she automatically pulls out both weapons for free. Beautiful. Ta-ta! Problem solution. Zack Zack, what you got there, buddy? Zack Zack sees these things burst in and says, oh, fuck. Uh, four for 13 and is able to uh, draw his uh, spoon gun just, you know, automatically. Sick. Oh, for your, your 10 paces deed, right? Yep, that is correct. Excellent. Awesome. We so ready? <laughs> right? I knew this was gonna happen. Scott, what you got on Bucker? Booker's coming in with a sick 24. And then also, he interacts to draw his firearm at the same time, (laughs) positioning himself defensively and gets a plus one circumstance bonus to his AC until the end of his first turn. Start of his first turn. Nice. It's like we were made for this. (laughs) Unfortunately, the start of your first turn is probably going to be before everyone else. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that's true. (laughs) Yeah, It's still cool. Last but not least, Duncan. What's Zen got? That is a sweet, sweet 27. Cool! <laughs> nice! Holy crap! <laughs> right? I ate my words immediately. So that was my my first roll on a physical die of playing a, a tabletop RPG. So I'm honored. <laughs> so. I'm honored to be here for yeah. this. First time is always uh, so beautiful. How dare you waste it on Trevor? I'm going to be chasing that dragon for so fucking long. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this bartender, pretty quick on her feet. Everybody's quick on their feet compared to a zombie. And she got a 22. So it's the five of you and the six of them for the people at home i've numbered all of the zombies so it's easier for them to tell me which one they're going to attack because there's so many of them in these encounters trying to describe them positionally is going to be a chore for both us and for you indubitably therefore let's get into this combat zinderail 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 i was playing zinderail zinderail all right zinderail daryl Daryl Dixon. Zendaryl Dixon. There we <laughs> this go. This is my Zendaryl and my other brother Zendaryl. Uh, Zinfandel? Let's not get in the weeds here. Could I recall knowledge on one of those zombies real quick? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely can. What's your bonus there, bud? Uh, what's the check? Two, sorry. For a, uh, religion, I'm sorry. Your religion bonus. Religion is a plus three. All right. 
yeah, you're not quite sure what they are. I mean, they're obviously shambling undead, but you're not 100% sure. You may not have actually seen one of these in your travels before. Hmm. Okay. Well, luckily, I was already holding a gun. (laughs) (laughs) What a coincidence. (laughs) How about that? Having seen these uh, shambling, obviously flesh-hungry creatures walk through the door, Will uh, like to shoot through lesser cover at zombie number five. Excellent. So lesser cover, he's going to get plus one on his on his AC. So give me your roll, bud. Hit that sucker. That's a 24 to hit. <laughs> and a f- shot rings out. And I want you to describe your kill. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, I was going to describe no it, damage? and then I'm like, that's a dick move. <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay, so here's our variant rule. That was a crit. Nice. The variant rule that I'm using for this one shot is anytime you roll a crit on one of these shambling generic undead with a gun, you blow their head off and they're done. Nice. <laughs> oh, like classic Resident Evil. Absolutely. Failing oh, yeah. off the shoulders. Is that an official Excellent. like variant rule that comes that with the one shot? That is an official variant rule for the one shot. Oh, that's so Even if it wasn't, it. I totally would have cool, used it. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's sick. Wonder which one of us will be left for dead. I don't get it. Uh, Cut the mic. So what she does is she puts the barrel of her rifle over the right shoulder of the big hulking man in front of her and just kind of like... Booker. Booker. <laughs> uses it as a bit of a... <laughs> a fulcrum in order to get He's a your perfect tripod. shot. And just says, cover your ears, and takes a shot and absolutely explodes his head. I love it. Oh, man. And you have, like, you you have, like, a you don't have a, a just a, a rifle. You have, like, this thing called a mithril tree, mithril right? Mithril tree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not just a rifle. It's, like, this wickedly elaborate, like, crafted weird gun thing. Yeah, I mean... The zombies fucked around and found out. I guess that's all we can say. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> all right, you've got yet one more action. What is it you do, my friend? I'm tempted to take another uh, recall knowledge, but given how easily their heads explode. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a waste of knowledge. <laughs> and also how low my uh, religion is. I could toss you a recommendation right now if you want. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love it. This is where your reload, your your gunslinger reload thing comes in. Like you could take cover right now behind the table, probably. Oh, right. and reload at the same time. Yeah, I'd let you kind of free kick the table over if you wanted to and get behind it. Okay. Okay. Third action would like to dive behind this table, taking cover while reloading. I mean, you're at a table. I don't think you have to dive behind any specific one. Oh, the one that we're at? Yeah, why not? Oh, yeah, our tokens are bunched over. Yeah. <laughs> we're definitely at all on a table, yeah. <laughs> we were just standing awkwardly together in a room. Zombies again? So you guys, you guys watched Twin Peaks last night? It was, uh, <laughs> yeah. it was a really great twist. <laughs> Zombies like, oh, I think David Lynch has lost his touch. <laughs> <laughs> What's with all the coffee references? (laughs) (laughs) All right. That is a strong way to open this combat. That's only one of the six. I had to do math because I'm dumb. 
that walked into this room. Booker, can you deal with another one? What's the plan, Scott? Speaking of dumb, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so Booker just heaves his dwarven scatter gun up, holding it in both hands. First action takes a step forward, so he's in front of, or I guess to the north of all of the people at the table. As he moves, he says, I'm in the business of getting some, and business about to be good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. And and he takes a shot at zombie number six. Excellent. Zombie number six is leading the pack in what is known as a flying V in hockey. I'm trying to keep it, you know, referential for these Canadians here. <laughs> it's also what Canadian geese do, the little bastards. Canada gooses. Fair enough. So 23 to hit, if anyone's wondering. Oh, man, that's great. I want you to describe how you split this thing's skull open. <laughs> they have like an AC of four. It's awful. They have an awful AC. They're zombies. Yeah, he steps forward, drops that sick line. Pulls up the scatter gun, <laughs> camera zooms into his face, just gives a nice little scowl slash steely glare, and just right in the fucking face, head explodes, but also deals splash damage to all of the zombies within 10 feet. Which, for those at home, that's all of them. That's right, motherfucker. <laughs> that's how many points of splash damage? It's just one, right? Yes. Just the one, I think, yeah. Okay. It's a, a scatter trait for gun. some guns, I think, yeah. This has a scattering trait. Um, all scattering traits have a range listed. This one's listed as 10 feet. So everything within a 10-foot radius takes one point of piercing damage. Free action spits on the ground in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> Third action reloads. Mm-hmm. And that's his turn. <laughs> Wow, really getting work done. It's the bartender's turn, brandishing this large piece of wood. Looks like you're making quick work of them. Just get them out the door, kill them, so I can bar it up. Bar it up. And she's going to hold. (laughs) Doc Featherton, can you match the combat prowess of Booker in Zinderell? Uh, I believe I might be able to. <laughs> Let's see. Um, two guns that are loaded. Yeah, uh, I got two guns that are loaded. Doc is, uh, so a part of her into the fray, free action, not only could she pull her weapons out as soon as she rolled initiative, but upon her first turn, she can move her full complement for free. And she is going to beeline it to the northwestern side of the room for free and fire off two shots. The first one coming from her dragon mouth pistol uh, at zombie number two. Excellent. Uh, for a 16 to hit. That's a hit. Okay, not a crit. Not a crit. Okay. That weapon's a scatter weapon, right? Too, it is correct? a scatter, yeah. So it's a five-foot scatter. Excellent. So it should hit zombie one, I think. Uh, so that's going to be... Um, and, and scatter is a splash damage, and by the rules, I believe the... The initial target also takes the splash. Yes, it does. Okay, so that should be uh, eight piercing to the target, to number two, and then that one splash, number one. Nice. So that's nine points of damage. Yeah. It looks worse for wear. I'll tell you that much. Next action is going to be uh, fire off of the other pistol, my dueling pistol, um, for an 18 to hit against, oh, we'll just say number two as well, yeah. Excellent. Describe how you blew this thing's head off. 
Oh, it's just a bam, bam. Like one, one hits it in the in the like the the chest probably and it makes it stumble. The other one just goes straight between the eyes. The one, the dueling pistol in particular, it's like far more accurate, not without scatter. And it's um, thematically relevant too. I love it. Yeah, uh, it is technically more accurate actually uh, by like plus one. And uh, it it die and uh, <laughs> it, it die it, it die. And my last action is to move up again to the north and get right up into uh, Zombie One's goodies. Right in its goodies, eh? Right in the mm. goodies. Num, num, Sierra has something to say about that. It's your <laughs> classic Flintstones Halloween. Bam, bam, getting into the goodies. There's <laughs> the name of the episode, Flintstones Halloween. <laughs> Zach, Zach. Zach, Zach attacks. Zach, Zach. Yeah, so as par- as part of his first action on his first turn, Zach, Zach can take a uh, free action to move 10, uh, 10 feet as a stride. Uh, so he's going to do an entirely unnecessary gear, uh, Gears of War roll. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice. 10 so feet away. Miniature, the, uh, miniature Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. 10 feet away uh, in front of the bar. And uh, he's going to then do the uh, the James Bond turn and shoot at this zombie number here, number four. As a point of order, I want to say that I'm really pissed off. I already killed zombie number five without making a Lou Vega reference. So... One, two, three, four, five. None of y'all fools are now alive. Hey, a little brains. <laughs> uh, there's an episode title. Uh, that is a seven for a 19. Uh, not a crit, but it's a hit. Okay. That is five points of damage on zombie number four. Excellent. So that's five points of damage on four. Them spoons okay. aren't that effective, are they? Uh, not, not, not terribly, no. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to do Raconteur's Reload. So simultaneously, I'm going to reload and uh, try to create a diversion. So I'm, I'm grabbing a, a spoon from my belt, loading into my gun, Hey, a uh, 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 zombie! There's uh, like four people over there trying to refuel their automobile with uh, fuel strewn about this entire level. Watch out! <laughs> They're trying to escape the mall. <laughs> All right, give me a give me a deception, buddy. God fucking damn it! That is a two for a nine. I'm rolling like shit. Even though they are mindless, they're still smarter than you. <laughs> <laughs> they're unperturbed. Well, I still reloaded. So I'm going to do a second attack against Zombo number four. So the Raconteur reload is free? No, no, it's a... That, oh, you had your 10-foot stride. I completely forgot about that. Excellent. I love that album, by the way. Did it come out before or after uh, Broken Boy Soldiers? <laughs> <laughs> Three people will like that joke. I, yeah, I didn't, did not get that one. The Raconteurs. Jack White. Jack White, yeah. baby. Those are great oh, insurance bands. Uh, that is a 19 for a 26. Describe your kill <laughs> in the most gratuitous spoon-involved way possible. So, um, Zach Zach sees that his uh, words have had no effect. He takes his gun, aims it up. All right, motherfucker. If words didn't change your mind, my spoons will. <laughs> takes aim. And, uh, uh, the spoon goes directly into the thing's forehead. You really missed uh, It Is Not the Spoon That Bends But Yourself reference. <laughs> Perfect. I loved it like it. And he is dead. 
there's not much left here, right? There's only the... Uh, zombie 1 and 3, I think. And it happens to be time for Zombie 3. <laughs> they finally get a turn. <laughs> it's going to take its first action to uh, shamble towards the nearest meat it can find, which is Doc Featherton. Oof. I mean, arguably, it's the nearest zombie. Uh, it's not that kind of meat. <laughs> the other white meat. The other white meat. The other, other white meat. And it's going to make an eff- uh, it's going to try to fist you real good. Okay, oh. cut that too. <laughs> nope, that's not staying on my show. That is staying in. <laughs> I've been itching for a bar fight and a good fist. And- <laughs> so Colonel Angus. Are those one thing or two? <laughs> that's an 18 to hit. Uh, that's a mess. Well, aren't you lucky? Because you use a shit at you what you do. Ah. And since these are perpetually slowed, <laughs> it has no more actions. <laughs> you like that? The second winner wasn't sure that was a zombie impression. <laughs> I wasn't either, so we're in the same boat. <laughs> it was just my frustration coming out. Mongo angry. <laughs> Trevor want to kill. The other shambler, number one, that is already directly adjacent to Doc Featherton, and she's going to open up, or it's going to open up, this non-binary zombie's going to open up. <laughs> with a with a grabby slam, slam grab. And that's a natural 17. That's a, maybe for a miss. The natural 17 for 24. Oh, uh, that's a hit. All right, let's do a little Demogio. If I had a D6 out, it'd be wonderful, wouldn't it? Seven points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, okay. And it's going to take an action to grab you, uh, just because it can. Fast. Because it is a zombie, so you are now grab. And that is the end of its turn, and we are back around to the top. Zendaryl. Zendaryl? Zendaryl, is that what we went with? <laughs> uh, it... Let's just call it a wash at this point. <laughs> just just yeah. call her Daryl. <laughs> Daryl <laughs> Hannah. Played by Daryl Hannah. <laughs> uh, that... Played by Norman Regis. Yeah, yeah Zen Daryl. Norman Regis. Okay. <laughs> that is really going to affect how I play this character. So... <laughs> <laughs> made the establishment right now. Because <laughs> right now it's an Asian woman. <laughs> and that could very much change by playing... Norman Reedus. <laughs> no, it's Norman Reedus as an Asian woman. He's really displaying his range this time. It's bad news uh, bears. Okay, Jesus. He thought it'd be problematic, but God damn it, he pulled it off. If, uh, <laughs> this must I'm be so, a video I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I do not have the clout to be canceled, Larry. It's problematic. <laughs> you know what? If Emma Stone can do it, you can do it. No. Emma Stone can do anything. Okay, I'm just gonna shoot at the zombie. Can can we just can we just do that? Yeah, <laughs> do that. <laughs> that'd be great. Uh, I'm gonna be through minor cover from big old hulky McGee over there. Which one are you going for? Three or one? Three. Well, actually, here's the question. I guess I have a 150 foot range on this fuck off tree of a sniper rifle. So would I have uh, like full cover? hitting one compared to lesser cover hitting three. I think you'll have lesser cover for either of them. Okay, well, uh, one it is because that's the that's the grabby guy. It's a 19 to hit. It's a hit, but it's not a crit. 
Yeah, well, you can't win them all. You can try, though. Uh, well, you can, and then sometimes you get two damage. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. It's got to be minimum, right? Uh, yeah, that was a one. Nice. Natty one, baby. Could have been better, but you know what? You, you at least hit him, so good job. Give yourself a good pat on the back with that tree. You don't have to patronize me, Trevor. Patronize everyone. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> well, you can reach us on patreon.com. So sure, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Slash and charted north. <laughs> Slash roll for intent. <laughs> so, uh, reload and, and strike again, I guess. Cool. Yeah. Totally valid. Ugh. Two on the die for a nine. That's not going to make it. That's going to make me so it's, sad. It's, it's grabbing Doc, and it's moving a lot. And that's, you know, because Doc's struggling to get out. So it's weaving back and forth. Now, Doc's not trying struggling to get out. She's trying to, like, you know, no, no, more on the neck. More on the neck. In that neck area. Give it a squeeze. And I mean, Cinderella, having just met these two, kind of nonplussed about it, is just like taking pot shots from behind the table but looks over at Zack Zack the only person that he she really cares about in the room he's like yeah okay we seem okay <laughs> we good alright Booker you gonna book on over there alright yeah well since Doc is going against their usual combat orientation where she would bounce back out of the fray and he could scatter gun without hurting her uh, he looks on with a sneer and uh, will stride forth to just the southeast of zombie number three. Would be flanking, but uh, Doc is... I can still attack something adjacent to me, so it, it is flanking. It is flanking? Oh, okay. Flanking. Yeah. Uh, no? <laughs> I can freely attack while grabbed. But can I... Actually, can I flank while flat-footed? That's the question. That's what I was... Zermathor? Where's Zermathor? Right, exactly. Where's Zermathor. our rules lawyer? <laughs> um, actually, I feel like maybe I can't when flat-footed. That's what I, I was don't thinking. think you can when flat-footed. Yeah, but you know somebody's going to yell at us, and we'll probably be sir. <laughs> it's okay. I didn't think you could anyway, so I'm just going to roll through like he is not flanking, but could be if she gets out of that situation. Um, so that's the first action. Second action, he takes the dwarven scatter gun and, unable to shoot it right now, will lash out with it with a severe scatter gun pistol whip. My zombie number three. That's two-handed, I might add. <laughs> 21 to hit. It's not a crit. All right. So just crunching it down on the head. That is six points of damage. Excellent. Excellent. It's this black ichor is, is oozing out of the head wound. You can see some of the brain, but it didn't destroy the brain. You got to destroy the brain. With third action, we'll just go in for another one. Quack away. That is going to be a 16 to hit. That's a hit. Nice. Square in the dome. And bringing it down again for four points of damage, he just says, I've crushed more skulls and drank more beers and fucked more women than you could have had in your whole undead life. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) This man has problems. Doc just cocks an eyebrow. She's under her breath. Virgin. 
All right, the bartender is up, and she looks a little bit emboldened by your strikes on these zombies. And she's going to use two actions to get up at the bar and an interact to slam the bar, the, the, the locked bar down on the door and lock the zombies out and the two in with you. Nice. Doc, in the clutches of zombie number one. For the record, I double-checked the rules for flanking. As long as we are able to attack and nothing prevents us from attacking and we are within range, it still counts. There's nothing about flat-footedness. But does grabbing allow you to attack an adjacent enemy still being grabbed? Damn it, there's one more thing I didn't look up. Shut up. Um, <laughs> that doesn't matter. It's because, not part of my plan. Because, uh, because yeah. if that was the case, being flat-footed would have resulted in a crit on that on that uh well i mean i know we're not gonna just it's fine for future yeah <laughs> no <laughs> um, too okay you are giving them an immobilized condition oh i'm i'm just going full melee here um right. i could still melee this at least uh, the ones in front of me so the one that's grabbing me is going to take a quick butt to the head from the reinforced stock on my dragon mouth pistol uh for a nine to hit not so great that's a mess uh, so I'm struggling a bit there, um, but uh, remarkably, using my reloading strike, I swing out, and then as I pull my uh, my my hand back, like a bullet uh, somehow lodges out from my sleeve into the into the pistol, and I reload it, and I then stab with my bayonet uh, with my uh, first level of map, uh, and that's a twenty to hit. That is a hit. Okay. And I deal three damage to zombie number one, and um, exact same thing, reloading strike. So every time I, I melee with uh, one of these weapons, I can reload at the same time. And it's, it's not a Was that a, a melee, though? Yeah, uh, bayonet. Oh, you did a bayonet. That was bayonet a... Bayonet attack, yeah. Okay, that was a bayonet, and you can shoot at the same time, then? No, I can reload at the same time. I see what you did. All so right. my whole shtick is like fire, fire, and then if I can get in, I can melee attack and reload at the same time, and then back out and fire, fire again, rinse, repeat. Excellent. Yeah, and uh, so I, I deal significantly less damage in melee, but uh, it's a pretty neat uh, little in and out combo. So I'm all reloaded now, but uh, still grab the zombie still up, eh? Yes, he is. Um, in which case, oof, it's not ideal. I'll take a big old risk here and try at a map minus five, an acrobatics check to break free to escape the grab. All right. That's against my fort. Uh, well, natural 16 or, uh, oh, didn't quite catch it there. Uh, it should be a 20 total. And you escape. Nice. Okay. Grab, restrained, or otherwise immobilized. Okay. Solid, solid turn. I'm going to give you a hero for that. Hey, I give it a bunch. Uh, Spoonman. Come together with your plan. Zack Zack is going to reload and uh, look at the zombie directly ahead of him, about 20 feet. Uh, zombie number three. And while he's reloading, he's going to say, All right, numb nuts, come over here and get a load of a real gunslinger. <laughs> Attempt a create a diversion. Cool. That's all part of our raconteur's reload. Give me that deception. That is a plus seven. Eight for a 15. You have created a diversion. Unfortunately, Hell yeah. these are mindless creatures. But they still have a singular purpose of eating flesh. Are you are you telling me that this entire 
Okay, this is not going to be useful. This entire thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Most, most undead. Oh, most of that are immune to the, the mental uh-huh. trait. Yep. Yeah. So that's well. what you're going to find one real smart one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here, but Zach Zach's stupid, so he doesn't know that. Yeah. Here, here's to hoping we come across a lich, right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, then yeah, I'm just going to try to attack. Do it. You won't. Oh, shit. That's a 31. 19 31. <laughs> oh, that's not a hit, okay. man. I'm sorry. No, describe <laughs> your kill. Okay. So uh, instead of a spoon, uh, for some reason, I accidentally uh, inserted a knife. And uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> you just reach on the back of the bar and grab this big ass bar knife. <laughs> shove it in. Exactly. Yeah. It's just a cleaver flying through the air end over end. <laughs> yeah. Like, who knows like, how it got in there? I shove it in anyways. Take aim. Blast. And just cleave its head in twain. <laughs> nice! Not in twain! I have played Knifey Spoony before. <laughs> <laughs> you Spoony Zombie. You Spoony Bar, never mind. Final Fantasy IV. No. Nope. No one got it. Okay, it's fine. No. All right. Nerd. Yeah, whatever. Nerd. All right, whatever. Uh. Then, uh, for my third action, I'm just going to reload again. Excellent. We're down to one left. The doors are barred, but that last one still is a threat, especially to one Doc Featherton. You buzz right off. Chew fly, don't bother me. (laughs) And he's going to make another strike at you. And that's a 24 to hit. Not again. Right? I rolled the same thing twice. And that's going to do... Max damage for I'm completely blind. Nine points. Nine points of bludgeoning damage. That's not cool at all. And it's going to take a final action to grab you. Again. And you are now grabbed and Get this little bastard off of me. That is the end of the second round of combat. Zendaryl, Dixon, what can you do this round? Norman. <laughs> what do you got? Oh, read us. <laughs> oh, well, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me ask you something, zombie. No, that was, uh, what's his name? John you ever Baron seen a grown man naked? <laughs> you ever been to a Turkish bathhouse? <laughs> you like movies with gladiators in them. <laughs> Guys, I will not allow you to promote movies that disparage Kareem Abdul-Jabbar so <laughs> <laughs> not in my house is that what you're telling me <laughs> I'm also slightly vamping because uh, uh, Foundry just because Doug has never truly learned how to play this game yeah, no Foundry just fucking froze on me again oh, okay okay stall for time stall for time stall for time here we go Riff. go to commercial shooting this stupid fucking zombie in the head we'll reload for one action and then take another shot taking a nap behind the table over there for a 28 to hit. Yeah, let's describe that kill. Split that skull. So, it like, Doc is about to get her neck bitten by this zombie. Like, she's wrestling and, like, has to, like, wrench back a little bit. And the zombie goes in right for the jugular, and then his head just explodes, and all she feels is, like, teeth and blood <laughs> spray across her face. <laughs> Just eyes squinting. Oh, and bone chips. Oh, 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 stinks. Oh, stinks. Oh, oh. that is the end of the encounter. 
the aftermath looks like uh, Gallagher stand-up set in the late 90s. <laughs> uh, a topical thing that our audience will definitely understand. Is that the guy with the watermelon? Yeah. He usually <laughs> like, used seedless, yeah. but here we are. No, I thought that was San Kinison. No. Am oh, I wrong? Okay. Gallagher. Still doing okay. it. I feel like they both went down in shame eventually, so... <laughs> What are you talking about? Gallagher's at the top of his game still. <laughs> Timmy Top! <laughs> Timmy Top! <sighs> Can you afford that many watermelons? No. <laughs> the real king of comedy. Gallagher. <laughs> All right. Uh, Doc Featherton um, is going to very quickly uh, step back away from this mess and towards the bar. But I don't know what the what the hell that all was, but uh, bartender actually could, sure could use a brandy. And she's going to start uh, treating wounds on herself. That certainly was something. Zadaro, get out of your hiding place and let's get to work. Uh, yes, yes. I'm not uh, hiding him. Yes, yes, whatever. That a treat wounds for you, Doc? Oh, yeah, treat wounds. Yeah, I uh, did. I I, mean, I am an expert, but I haven't. I didn't call a DC 20 on this one. I don't, didn't want to take the risk. Uh, so but I got 26, so it is a crit. Crit. Yeah, so it's a 48 return. 48. Uh, oh yeah, twenty-two healing, Woo-hoo. Duncan. That's how you treat wounds. <laughs> just, oh just man, for, for next time. That's rough. <laughs> He's not even a chirurgeon. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh man, you guys oh, are. Uh, anyone oh, no, listening? My, my, really my connection to listen is to cutting out. My connection is cutting out right now. Oh no, what's happening? Oh, oh god. Uh, Doc's back to full health, but uh, now has to wait an hour. Uh, for another treat wounds. Well, I actually have the medic archetype, so I technically I can do once per day uh, someone who is who is on the on the cooldown. Uh, but no one else took damage, eh? The bartender goes back to the bar, grabs a whole bottle of brandy and tosses it to you. Like, I don't care about you, but I'm heading upstairs to see if I can figure out what's going on. I suggest you do the same. Then she stalks up the stairs in the back of the building. Doc just quickly grabs whatever glasses are on the bar. If they're if they have anything in them, she just dumps it out and quickly pours four four brandies and slides them down the bar. Sounds outside like there's a whole lot more going on there, friends. <sighs> Old and fast. Oh, good. Can I get some? Oh, she's gone already. And I'm going to start uh, fiddling around behind the bar for uh, silverware, cutlery. Oh, I think you're going to ask for soda water. <laughs> 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 Drown it. <laughs> Yeah, I think I saw a service station over there. There's probably lots of cutlery over there. I love my Dave Matthews with a bit of brandy in it. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. Get out. <laughs> uh, and once everyone's done a, a quick shot together and you get stocked back up in spoons, <laughs> Doc's easier to join uh, at the top. Yeah, but uh, seriously, can I find like some spoons Absolutely. or like, whatever? Okay. Like, Absolutely. Just, just, just to bring me back up to 20. Yeah, perfect. Is it fine? Okay, cool. Is it limited to spoons? Because that's... I think it's cutlery in general. Cutlery in general. Like, yeah. There's better munitions than spoons. Actually, uh, the, a lot of guns by the rules, you can lodge almost anything in them. There's a good number of them that you can. Uh, spoon anything gun. that's like a blunderbuss. Yeah, the old flatware blunderbuss. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah. It's like in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean where they're trying to shoot everything they have and they shoot the... Uh, yeah, yeah. They shoot the uh, cutlery. Yeah. And the neat thing about the spoon gun too is it's uh it's uh spring loaded. It's not, it doesn't actually take gunpowder. That's yeah, that's a pretty powerful spring. Yeah. That's like a, that's like a garage door opener spring. Yeah, it re- really only suits a fantasy setting. <laughs> mm. I thought there wasn't any magic in Mountain Star. <laughs> All right. Gentlemen, you're down here. 
downstairs. All the rest of the patrons have run upstairs into probably an area that's a bit too small for them. The smell of blood and 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 gore is filling your nostrils down here, and the screams are still outside the walls. What do you do? Booker would like to do. Not the smartest guy, but he just wants to know what the windows look like and if there's a possibility of zombies, zombies coming in those. Zombie. This this map really sucks. Um, <laughs> there's not there's very little map wise here. All of the descriptions are really of the second floor. There are no windows on the first floor. You've got windows. So this that is are... not a Narky map. Shout out Narky. No, yeah, this is not a Narky map. We also use Narky maps. Yeah. No, this is a bad map. Um, yeah, you can tell by the <laughs> abysmal resolution, right? <laughs> this is a Pfizer map. Sorry, Pfizer. So, yeah, there are no windows on the ground floor. There's really no danger of zombies making their way in unless they were to make a zombie pyramid up to the second floor. Not out of the question, though. Yeah, no. that sounds like something they're about to do. <laughs> but the shouting is increasing. Peeking out the, uh, the windows, we see like just mayhem on all sides. There's no windows on the first floor. Oh, there's none. Oh, sorry. None. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I missed that. Somehow These windows that. here are mechanically supposed to be on the second floor. Um, uh, gotcha. Except bad map is bad. There aren't more zombies after we killed five of them. Right. But there is a second floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, let's go upstairs. The bartender suggested heading up there so she could take a look. I guess it's a good assumption that there are windows or some other egress point upstairs. Booker turns to his. Let's make like a bard and a barmaid and get on upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly have a way with words. All right. So you guys head your way upstairs. Um, the second floor is pretty wide open. There's no bar up here. It's just seating area with the exception of a 10 by 10 foot opening uh, to the bar below with waist high railings. Um, and each of the room's four walls sports a pair of large bay type windows overlooking the street and alleys below. You get up here and the bartender looks at you like, glad you could come up. Name's Martell. I got no idea what's going on out there, but uh, y'all seem like you're pretty good in a fight. Glad to have you here. None of us are glad to be here. <laughs> well, I'm having I mean, a great time. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> there is no second scene. Is what I'm getting at. Oh, Theater okay. of the mind. Shitty Theater map. Of the mind. Shitty map. <laughs> cool. 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 But I'm dumb. Theater of the shitty map. Uh, now, of course, this is, uh, 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 I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure uh, Zinderel's uh, not wrong and that we're all nonplussed to be here uh, under these circumstances, but uh, I suppose we could do our best. Um, what's, what's it look like outside? Well, if you guys want to, you can go up to the windows because they do provide uh, you outside. <laughs> um, so you could get an idea of what's going on. There are several zombies milling about outside. Uh, and there are more pouring out of the theater company. Every few minutes, every few seconds, one comes out. And then every time one of these zombies takes down a person, they rise again as a zombie. So the army is growing. The threat is growing. Well, uh, I don't imagine the pulling up here is going to be do uh, everyone a whole lot of good. But uh, there's a whole lot of innocent people here. Um, and they look some scared shaking in their boots. 
I suggest we fight our way out of here. What do you say there, my goblin friend? Yep. Martella, I, I suggest perhaps you grab some of the uh, 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 tables and chairs from down below and uh, do your best to uh, board up those windows. I'm less concerned about the zombies getting in, but uh, you could have a big old morale drop even further if people seem to be witnessing any any and their nastiness outside. Uh, you don't want to panic on your hands any more than uh, is current anyway. So, so here's the deal. You all clearly have more fighting experience in you than most of the folks out this way. You're definitely more smartly armed. Now, who knows what we can expect out the guard. They don't usually take care of us out here in, the, in this district. We could wait things out and see what happens, but doesn't look like the number of them zombies are shrinking at all. We don't put a stop to this. Whole city could be overrun. So let me propose something to you. You lot should head on over to that theater house and figure out where them zombies coming from. Put a stop to it. If you can't, come back and let us know what needs to be done. Somebody's gotta know. Put an end to this mess. You got free drinks here for the life of the powder horn. And I'm sure any of the rest of us that can f- survive will scrape together whatever we got to make you a purse. And, and treat you right for saving us. You got a deal? I mean, I'm sure the city will pay you handsomely too, but if they don't, this district's got a big heart. Doc uh, puts, slaps her hand onto, onto Booker's tall, broad shoulder and says, I'll tell you what, in a very cheeky manner, if one of us don't make it, we gotta get the other one's drinks for laugh as well. And gives like a a little wink to Booker. (laughs) So I see you've entered into a tontine. (laughs) (laughs) That one's for you, uh, Todd. (laughs) Cinderell turns away from the window, looking at all the zombies pouring into the theater like popular culture these days while loading another bullet into her gun. (laughs) Zaxek goes to Cinderell. Are we are we doing this? Is, Is this? Are we not just like going, running? You won't get out of here on your own, little one. But, but I, I'm not talking about my. I'm talking about you and I together. Are we not like <laughs> fucking running away from here? No. <laughs> what? What the fuck are they? What? Oh, Zach, Zach signed up for this the, for the wrong reasons. <laughs> I never asked do you for really, this. Do you, do you really think that those are the only zombies in this city? I don't know what a zombie is. I'm just pontificating. <laughs> <laughs> I failed my recall knowledge. <laughs> Booker looks down at the gun in his hands, large and imposing. And he looks up and says, this is my dwarven scatter gun. There are many like it, but this one is mine. <laughs> And in this case, I will use it for you. (laughs) And he cocks it it back. Oh my god. Honestly, Scott is just channeling his original character he ever played in in, in, uh, as the GM. It was his character in Starfinder. Although it's it's slightly different, but he's channeling it, I can tell. (laughs) I think that you found the perfect character, Scott. I'm just trying to do nothing but one-liners the whole time. (laughs) Well, you know, the way I see it, got two paths forward. First one, just make a break. Straight for that house across the square. 
It's owned by Aldivar himself. He's the theater's owner. And it's used to store costumes and props from the theater. You should be able to lock it up from the inside, keep the zombies out, and look for something useful. Maybe help you get into that theater. Directly to the north. Are you suggesting we dress up as zombies? <laughs> but That's not you can have a hero idea. point for that suggestion. <laughs> Seriously? Seriously, get a hero like, point. We're going like, to do, do like Walking Dead episode two where we just... Maybe right. yeah, we got to make ourselves smell like zombies. Exactly, yeah. Now, there's another option. I only wish Frank Darabont was here. <laughs> there's another option. It's a bit trickier, but it's a fair piece safer, too. Come over here. And she goes over to the western wall and opens a window and kind of sticks her head out and points. This clothesline right here is bolted in pretty good, and she begins to yank on a line that's stretched between this building and the building directly to the west. The thus is over there, good folks. If you could shimmy across there without falling into the alley, it might be able to help you out some. Rickard, best gunsmith I've ever known. Probably got extra ammo, maybe some weapons. And if you fall off the line, you can just always go for plan A and make a break for Aldivar's place. And if you get in there, well, they're closer to the theater than we are, at least. Maybe they'll have an idea of what your next move should be. What you think? Well, I have problem, holds up one gun, and I have solution. But I have been thinking about getting a negotiator. <laughs> so I'm not too, uh, not too opposed to this plan B. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Gunsmith sounds uh, mighty fine, given the circumstances. But I'll leave it to the others. We need guns. <laughs> Lots of guns. <laughs> this is why. We, Sorry, that was low hanging. This fruit. is why we are proper pan. <laughs> Booker moves towards the window and he says, If y'all want to go ahead first, if anyone goes down, I'll follow you and protect you. I'm not opposed to, sh- to going to the gunsmith. As long as afterwards we show them no mercy. Oh, given. No quarter, even. All right. So, looks like you're going to be taking the clothesline option? I think so, yeah. <laughs> sure looks that. As if we were home alone. <laughs> you can do this one of two ways. You can do an acrobatics check to tightrope across. It's a slightly higher check than the alternative, which is an athletics check to climb while hanging beneath it. In either case, critically failing your check sends you to the ground. You will have an option to grab a ledge if you do so. If you do not grab a ledge, you fall 20 feet, take any fall damage, and are prone on the ground while the zombies begin to surround you. Don't suppose you're going to give us the difference in the DCs. (laughs) No, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> would have been pretty generous if it did. But you can give up one of your hero points, and this I'll tell that, you. Yeah, this is that. This is that line of I, I, I playing's fun. And I don't get to do it, but I really hate that I'm not the GM right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you know all the all the like lines to cross. Just just cross them, mm. motherfucker. <laughs> let's see what let's see what we can get away with. Yeah. Yeah, I think most of you are better suited for the acrobatics check than the uh, climb. 
Yeah, acrobatic. Mm-hmm. Exception of Booker probably yeah. has a higher athletics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same, same. But with that lower DC, I'll be taking the athletics. There you go. Uh, take up the same stance as uh, as Booker on the other side. Getting, we'll get ready to to hop down um, if someone falls. Uh, so I will give first go. Nineteen. You is that the acrobatics or the athletics? Acrobatics. Meet to beat, buddy. Oh, 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 boy. Sheesh. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm so worried about what it is. It's like I the knew. whole time she's going across, it looks like she's barely got it. But she gets there, she's like, oh, that's all right. You make your way across. And there's like a planter box. The door, is sh- the window shuttered, but there's a planter box that's there. That's sturdy enough for you to stand on and wait okay. or try to make your way in the shutter. Um, I'll, I'll knock on the shutter, maybe. All right, who's going next? I will say Zinzero is only going to go after Zach Zach. Uh, Booker, Booker, you want to take next next go? You want to go for it? Right. I'll be going last. I'm, you go, I'm, you I'm, feel free I'm, to go on. I don't mind. I don't want to take your spot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just remember, Zach Zach, you roll hard like the fog, knee deep in the shit. <laughs> I don't. I. You know, steps aside. You lost me. You, you lost me on that. These? You lost me on that one. <laughs> you know, real Jesus silent like lasagna. <laughs> oh god. Uh, Zach Zach feels as if he has just stared death in the face. He has no idea what to think. Uh, He's going to reach out the window and attempt an acrobatics roll. All right. Before you make the roll, as Doc knocks on the door, the window slides open. And a balding man, gray hair and a big bushy mustache, stout, ample belly, and a smile on his face. Name's Rickard Thrust. Looks like you're in a bit of trouble. And he grabs your hand, pulls you inside. (laughs) Uh, She quickly, like, hops and is like... You're not wrong. Uh, we're here to offer, offer and ask for help. Well, let's make sure your friends get across first. I hear that. Which is the exact opposite reaction to the Emerald City. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Doc pokes your head back out. He's like, come on, Zach, Zach. Let's do this. Roll that athletics check. Uh, here we go. Thank Christ. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. Okay. Uh, 14, 4, 23. You make it right across. Just all right, good. Sure-footed as a mountain goat, man. Just that's classic mountain goat sounds right there. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard the like. <laughs> so he makes it to the edge, and he, he's like, duck, duck, duck. "Please, please, pull me in, pull me in." <laughs> now grab you right by the spoon gun. Yank you in the door. <laughs> Grab him right by the spoons. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's next? I think that would be Zendero. Oof, with a 15. <sighs> Six on the die. That was athletics? That was acrobatic. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. It's not a good fail. Oh, you fall. Well, okay. So... It's written as a fail on the acrobatics or a crit fail on the athletics. Oh, shit. Roll a, roll a reflex save to see if you grab the edge. It's the same DC. Uh, can I take a minute? Just to... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
A six on the die for a 17. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. You fall careening to the ground. <laughs> What's that fall damage? I don't think 20 feet has fall damage, does it? Is that? Uh, yes, it does. Yeah. yeah it's... Uh, the, it should be 10 damage. Yeah, it's 10. You take 10 damage as you hit the ground and you are prone and the groaning starts and the shuffling starts. Oh, no. And zombies start to converge on your position. <laughs> oh, no. uh, all right. I'm going to take Doc and throw you in this building over here. I'm going to take Zach and throw you in the building over here. And I'm going to take Zen and throw you on the ground over here. Uh, yeah, that's what you want. Okay, so as uh, you fall, it's it are there twenty foot ceilings on the first floor. All right, yeah, probably closer to twelve feet. Okay, <laughs> one of the drama of the ten foot fall. I, I love the drama, but I need some verisimilitude here. <laughs> you, I'll verus your militude. <laughs> Try me with a good time. All right, and record record looks at at and here's the gross. And where uh, <laughs> and Daryl hit the ground, you know, a little trickle of blood out the nose, Your nose bleed a little bit. Well, that's no good at all. And he goes, runs across the room, grabs a, uh, a, a duffel bag and opens it up at the edge of the window and throws out a rope ladder to the ground. Oh, <laughs> quick to action. So, um, I'm going to say that you have enough time to get up and get to the rope ladder and climb. These zombies are going to continue to converge below you, though. Um, you're going to have to make a climb check to get up the rope ladder, but it's Absolutely. not going to be. It's not going to be. It's going to be an easy DC. It's at acrobatics as well. Athletics. Athletics. Uh, do you want to talk about it? Because it was a nine. <laughs> That you don't make any you don't make any progress. I'm gonna give you another chance to uh, make a check to get up before the zombies are close enough to start doing things. Oh, that's generous. I am I am a generous god. I should have rolled this on my own. Uh, it was a 15. You got it. <sighs> you make your way up the rope ladder. They lack the coordination to uh, to make their way up as well. The problem is Booker is left. And if he falls, he falls into the horde of zombies that has gathered <laughs> underneath. Okay, can I um, prepare an aid action uh, out the window and uh, just to, like, grab him? Um, so I want to I want to attempt to aid the reflex check if he needs to grab an edge. I will say if he needs to grab an edge... We'll do a DC 10 check. Mm -hmm. And if you pass the DC 10 check, then you can aid. Okay. Because that'll symbolize that he's gotten halfway across. Okay. Close enough for you to grab him. Wicked. All right. Booker. All right. Booker steps up, leans out over the ledge, and inspects the zombies below. Looks down at his gun and says, well, Darla, it's just you. (laughs) God. Is that a little <laughs> rascals reference? I don't even know. I just, I'm just fucking freeballing here. Uh, 
and he makes a 22 on his athletics check and just hauls himself across. Haul ass straight across. Doc's like hand out the window looking to aid. He just bolts past her. (laughs) Holy hell yeah. Hell yeah. Will you all make it in to this man's home? And as you pull yourself, Booker, into the building uh, right after Zendaryl has done the same. The man says, I don't think we've been properly introduced. Name's Rickard Thuss. Glad to meet you. You can call me Doc. Doc? Look like you can handle yourself. You, uh, you making your way over to the theater, try to figure out what this nightmare is all about? Indeed we are. We was told uh, by Martel across the way that uh, you might be able to supply us with a couple of potent goods. Absolutely, absolutely. Hold on here for just a moment. And he goes down the stairs. Um, This is his residence on the second floor. The first floor is his gunsmithy. Gunsmithy. He makes his way down the stairs, and you hear a large dog begin to growl. Quiet down, Rosie. He's friendly. Don't worry about him. We don't get a lot of customers end up in the residential section. You can hear him yelling up from downstairs as he's rifling through things, making a bit of a racket. Comes clomping back up the stairs with a giant lockbox. Takes a key off of his neck after setting the lockbox down on his dining table. Pops it open. Says, take what you need. Got more to spare. And anything that gets through that front door is going to have to deal with my cannon first. (laughs) And uh, this Lockbox is filled to the brim with uh, cartridges, ammunition of any type you would need. Anything that you need to refill your ammo stores are in this box. <laughs> right for the picking. Wicked. Yeah, take take what you need. Take what you need. Uh, you know, you made your way across this far. You might want to make your way over the Scothwales. And he points to the far end of the, the far west end. There's another building over there. The Scothwales, uh, establishment. It's a bit of a higher-end tavern. You might find something useful over there, and it's more of a straight shot across to a theater company. Not to mention, I'm kind of loath to just open my door and let those things see that there's somebody inside, if you understand what I'm saying. I don't think the Scothwells are there. I saw Mar- uh, uh, Marshall Scothwell shambling around down there earlier. I think she was at the first showing. So should be empty. What sort of... What sort of usefulness do you think we'll find over there? They're very well-off folk. I imagine they might have some tricks uh, behind their bar to keep away some unsavory patrons. I know I've seen... Uh, I know I've seen Stephen Scothwell cleaning up a mighty, mighty fine... Gunblade, Thor. <laughs> Doc looks at Booker. That sounds like uh, something right up your alley there, Booker. Perhaps you can uh, introduce Dollar to uh, a new Gertrude or something. A woman comes up during all this. Um, sudden, y'all just be careful. Don't let Ricker get you all full of piss and vinegar and get yourselves killed. I'm with him, though. I don't want you going out my front door. I know the cannon's there, but I don't want to. I don't want to risk it. I don't want to risk it. 
Yes, yes, I understand. As far as uh, well, whatever little minds these uh, these shambling things have, uh, they probably think we're the only ones in the building. And if we leave, perhaps uh, they'll follow. That could be to our advantage. And the the woman. Okay, it's such a shame. I was really looking forward to that second showing of the play. You can see that she's wearing some nicer clothing. Mm. And uh, now you notice that Rickard is wearing some nicer pants and he's got a like a undershirt on. And you can see laid over one of the chairs in the dining room is a, is a nicer shirt. Looks like they were actually planning to go to the theater this evening. Mm. Well, uh, Zendaryl, uh, are you feeling up to another crossing? Does say it's a bit shorter. I'd rather have not been here in the first place, but that seems like the best way to go. Now, stop, Zendaro. This will be great. We'll make it all the way across. We'll take care of all of them. Zendaro, please, I, I, I really hope for, you, for your sake and my own sake, we will make... Oh, the fuck? We'll make a way out of here as soon as we can. Please. <laughs> Doc's like, ooh, suddenly he's all full of positivity. Um, and uh, she'll make her way over to the, the next window and check out the, the line across. You can see that there is a latch on this window, like a lock that can be open from the outside. There's nobody there to let you in. So you've got a bit of a catch. Somebody's got to make their way across and the door, the lock has to be opened before you can get in. Hmm. Is it got a like a keyhole on it? There is a keyhole on it's it. A, so it's a possible pick a lock situation. Absolutely. Um, I'm gonna toss something out here though. Or force open. We are a bunch of fucking gun slangers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, you say it, it's locked. Yeah. Locked with what? A lock. It appears to be locked from the inside. Oh, yeah. from That's... the inside or the outside? No, from the out. Like oh. you can, there is a keyhole on the outside. Keyhole there. Okay, yeah. then I would like to try to use my blast lock. That's what I'm saying. So you got to make a, your way across between the buildings first, uh, the way that you did before. Same DC to make your way across between the two buildings. It's another tightrope. If that's the way you want to progress. I mean, yeah, I j- just for the sake of him attempting a, a blast lock, whatever that is. <laughs> is it, it, it has to be within a range of 10 feet. Okay, uh, so yeah. the gap is only 10 feet wide. There you oh, go. You can oh, do it from oh, here. Is it? Oh, okay. Yep. Nice. All right. So how does that work mechanically? Uh, opening up right now. Uh, according to the text, I shoot my firearm at a lock within 10 feet. I make an attack roll against the DC required to pick the lock. Ooh, okay. All right. Does it have all the degrees of success? It does, yeah. Oh. But you, 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 you guys don't want to hear that right now. <laughs> yeah, so it's based... <laughs> the degrees of success on that is based on, like, how many degrees of success you get towards picking the lock. So, like, if you need okay. four degrees of success, there's a certain amount. Four successes to pick the lock. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's a okay. simple lock or a complex lock. Gotcha. Exactly. Yep. Let's see what you can do. Let's shove a spoon in that hole. All right. Here comes an attack roll. Sexy, right? Mm. Okay. <laughs> Hot. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Is a natural two for a 14. (laughs) That's actually a failure. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, that is 
so like accurate on how right. spooning a lock would normally go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, on failure, I fail to open the lock, and my shot makes it harder to open. Oh, no. So, no. so future attempts to pick the lock or blast the lock take a minus two circumstance penalty. Oh, brutal! Oh, but you got a you got a natural two. You said that's brutal. Yeah, I did. Uh, that's a bad. So, do it again. So I could, I could try again, guys. Should, should I? I mean, I mean, I, I, I say go right on ahead. There, uh, uh, worst case scenario, we can send Booker for the first time, and and uh, he can try and force that uh, that thing open. That's what I'm thinking. So, all right, <laughs> here we go. Cinderella isn't saying a word. Just like having her forefinger and thumb <laughs> pinched on the bridge of her nose <laughs> while she's looking at the ground and shaking her head. <laughs> the the fire the firing is is attracting zombies though. Oh of course the alleyway. Yeah, that's oh, great. Oh, uh Trevor, before I do this, will this take a multiple attack penalty? No. Because it's not in a we're not doing this in rounds. Okay. Okay. That is a seven for a nineteen. Even with the penalty that is a success. Oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> you blast the latch, clear all Ooh. window. Oh, you must have put a corkscrew in that time. They pick locks real nice. It's nothing <laughs> at all. I just misaligned it the first time. <laughs> all right. So at this point, you have to either, well, you have to, to make a, somebody's got to make an athletics or an acrobatics check to make their way across to open the window. Afterwards, if you're daring, you can attempt a leap, a 10 foot leap. Which is a slightly easier DC. Mm, uh, but athletics. Yes. Still slightly easier DC than a 17 athletics, which I just gave away the DC. Did you say acrobatics or athletics? For the tightrope. Or you can do the athletics leap. Yeah. But you can only take the leap once the window's been opened and it is mm. not opened. It's simply unlocked. All right. You guys leap like your minimum leap is actually pretty far uh, for most characters. Uh, but yeah... Who has the highest chance of getting across without the leap? That's the question. Yeah, my issue is having already fallen down a chasm and getting attacked by zombies. Don't think we're going to make Zendero go first. Booker, maybe maybe I can uh, volunteer for this one. What do you say? Booker nods, walks up, past Rickard, says, Thanks for the ammunition. And if you happen to see Asmodeus before the rest of us, Tell him we're, fr- we're filling his coffers and we're bringing friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We made a clip show without trying to make a clip show. <laughs> Alright, and he's using athletics. That is a 19. You make it right across, buddy. Not even hard. And you can pop that. You can just simply interact to open that window and make your way into Scothwell's Cafe. Nice. And that's the first one in. Going to make their way. Are they going to do athletics to jump? Athletics to climb? Acrobatics to tightrope? Yeah, according to Leap, uh, if you have at least a speed of 15, which we all do, you can just simply leap 10 feet horizontally. There you go. No check. No check required. All right. Just think about that. Think about that. We can all just naturally long jump 10 feet without any effort. <laughs> That's crazy. Which would have been great if I hadn't taken an athletics check instead to fall into a zombie pit. Yeah. Well, you couldn't do that for the other one. It was, it was, it was, it was okay. 
That was a 20 foot or a 25 foot chasm, right? Oh, so, right. Well, yeah. you can. Yeah. It's okay. much larger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, sweet. So we all we all leap over, I guess. All right. So you are in a cafe. The walls are, um, and it's like a smaller VIP area. There's only a couple tables in here. Ignore the map. And a bar, a fairly opulent bar. It's made of expensive imported oak. It's dulled by age, but it's very sturdy and possessed of a dull polish that indicates the owner has taken great pride in caring for this place along the many years that they've had it. Uh, There is a door leading to what appears to be living quarters. Uh, It is open uh, because the, the, the business is not open currently. So you are in the Scothwell Cafe. What's the plan from here? I've never, never, never been in such a polished place. Usually they charge too big a premium, but it is quite lovely. And uh, Doc will start snooping around, keeping an eye out for anything useful. Are you want to officially make a perception check on that? I do indeed. Uh, and As that's you begin to look around, too. I already did it in the blind. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> You're not the GM anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Relinquish control freely. <laughs> All right. So you start rummaging around under the bar and you find a false panel in one of the cabinets. And you push it a little bit and and it falls away. It's like it's spring loaded. You push in and it pops back towards you, it falls away. Mm. And you find a medium sized lockbox tucked away. It's almost like it's in the wall cavity. Mm. And you pull out a lockbox and place it on the bar. It is locked. It will have to be opened. You can hear the signature jangle of bottles in here, along with other things. It it seems fairly heavy for its size. All right, stand back. I'm going to try to shoot it. Hold on, hold on there. Uh, uh, No, let's not get too carried away. Uh, I I fear there might be some delicates inside. (laughs) I don't mean to hurt the delicates. I mean to hurt the lock. No, I I, I hear what you're saying. But (laughs) does anyone have any skill with the picking a lock? Likely not. Uh, Booker, uh, can't say I've ever seen you pick anything other than your nose, but uh, perhaps you have a hidden talent. No, I believe you've done seen all my talents. <laughs> I'm, I'm, cocking my, I'm cocking my gun right now. And the chances of, uh, of the nimbly fingers uh, doing more than just pulling on triggers? Nimble as I may be, I, I have no experience with thievery, nor do I have the tools to get there. Okay, uh, unless I cannot uh, convince you, uh, young Zach Zach, uh, to, for us to search for a key... I guess the flow is y'all's. Here uh, we go. <laughs> Damn it. He's like, bitchin'. <laughs> so much for the voice of reason. Seven for a 19. You blow the lock clean off this lockbox. And as the, the spoon slides in perfectly and supplely p- picks away at the tumblers and opens the lock, 
I don't think that's how it works. Shut up. <laughs> this is my I'm world. Pretty, I'm You're pretty just sure it was it. a batch of, of uh, twirly toothpicks. <laughs> just fits I in like a I shouldn't have made an oil sh- or an oval-shaped tumbler. <laughs> <laughs> and as the, the, the lock opens, you can hear in the distance the sound of gunfire. It sounds like maybe the city's guard is beginning to rally a defense. But there's no stop the zombies pouring out of the theater house. Where well, it looks like backups arrived. It looks like backups more needed. You open up the lid of the lockbox. Inside are three vials labeled as healing potions. A pouch sounds like it's got several loose objects in it. And a very very interesting firearm and we'll see you next week <laughs> you good alright oh All I right. wonder what it is <laughs> very on brand roll for intent ending I like it <laughs> okay, okay. crossbow let's go <laughs> that's definitely what it is I hope it's an RPG <laughs> Roll for Intent uses trademarks and our copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Roll for Intent is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Original characters and storylines are the property of Roman Neville Productions. Music for this podcast was provided by Michael Gelfi. Flip Melvin and Tabletop Audio. Visit our website at rollforintent.com. Any questions or suggestions, email us at mailroom at rollforintent.com. Thank you for listening.